You are listening to the Legacy Church Student Ministry Podcast. We hope this teaching builds your faith in Jesus and encourages you to share your faith with others. Please enjoy the message. We're going to talk about peace and um, the idea about peace is that First, we have to define what that means. Peace, to me, looks very different than what peace looks like to you, maybe. So we're going to go back to the dictionary and find out what does the dictionary say about peace. Peace is a state of tranquility and peace. I think I typoed there. Peace is a state of tranquility and calm. Peace is serene. When I think about an image in my mind of what peace looks like, I think of a place that I traveled to in Central America, a place called uh, Lake Aditlan in Guatemala. It's right smack dab in the middle of Guatemala, and it is a lake that is formed from volcanic, volcanic craters, ancient craters that have then resulted in a lake being formed. It's huge. It's enormous. It's beautiful. It is surrounded by active volcanoes. And so we traveled there one year, my husband and I, and we sat in this beautiful little resort in an infinity pool with the waves of the lake just lapping up on the rocky shore. I was enjoying the sun. There was a drink with a paper umbrella in my hand. There were volcanoes, literal volcanoes, exploding in the distance. You can see them. They had little puffs of smoke, not like huge streams of lava. I wasn't going to be dead like uh, Pompeii, but there was, you could see these, these puffs of smoke, and it was beautiful. It was calm. I had no cell service. No one could reach me. No one could text me. I couldn't check my email. No one could call me. I had no ability to get on social media. I had nothing to do in that moment, in those days on the shores of Lake Atlant, but sit and enjoy peace. Enjoy tranquility. Enjoy a time of calmness. And it was beautiful. And then I came back to real life, and there was no such thing as peace, tranquility, or serenity in my life anymore, because that's not the way life works. That's not the way life works in 2021. It's not the way life worked in 1982. It's not the way life worked in 1917. It's not the way life worked in the year one, or four, or whatever year exactly Jesus was born. We think about this, and we think about how peace so often is something that feels elusive. And we think it's something that is just in our world. But the reality is this has been a trend through humanity as far back as Adam and Eve. Peace does not equal everything being fine. Peace does not have to equal everything working out as expected. Peace does not have to mean everything is going exactly the way we planned hoped, and expected it to work out. Peace for a believer, peace for somebody who knows Jesus and considers himself a Christ follower, is simply a state of calm, of tranquility, of serenity, amidst all of the chaos happening around us. Because we have Emmanuel, God with us, the Prince of Peace. And so to understand a little bit further, how do we know that Jesus is what he says he is? How do we know he is the Prince of Peace? How do we know that that is his name, that he can be called with confidence? We look to scripture. That's where we always go, right? We go back to the beginning. We go back to where God wrote it down for us. 
And so today we're going to take a deeper look at the birth story of Jesus. We call it Christmas. We call it the Christmas story. We call it all sorts of things. But today we're going to call it the arrival of peace. The arrival of the Prince of Peace. And so we see the story of Jesus' arrival on this earth in two of the four Gospels, Matthew and Luke. We see them, they're a little bit different accounts. They are uh, from a slightly different perspective. But here's what the Sunday School version smashed up of those two things is. Ready? Here it is in a quick synopsis. A, Mary and Joseph, they're engaged. They love each other. Oh, it's so special. Surprise, here's an angel. Mary, you're pregnant. That's <laughs> okay. Surprise, angel number two with Joseph. It's going to be fine, Joseph. You can still marry her. Okay, well, that's a weird wrench in the story. Next, we got to go on a 100-mile donkey ride while pregnant. Sounds terrible. Then... We're going to have no place to stay in the inn and have to deliver a child with animals around. Y'all, I've had a baby, and if I had to do that while there was a donkey brain in my ear, I don't, I don't even know. It would have been terrible. And then there's no, we, we do have no place to put him, so we stick him in a, in a barrel of hay. And then some strangers show up and are like, well, angels showed up to us in the night and said to come see you, so here we are, because that's not weird at all to have strangers show up right after you deliver a child. And then in a little while, some wise men show up and give you some strange gifts. All of these things, all of these snapshots, all of these little pieces of the story go to show that there was very little peace surrounding the arrival of Jesus. We're going to look specifically at one primary character. Her name's Mary. You may have heard of her. Anyone? Anyone heard of Mary? Once or twice. She's kind of important in this story. And so if we look at her and we take a quick peek at her non-peaceful, her non-serene moments that are happening in this time, we're going to start with the first one. She's betrothed. It's a weird word. It means engaged. She's engaged. Who here has planned a wedding? How much peace and serenity and tranquility is involved in planning a wedding? Zero. There is none. You didn't ever know you could choose the wrong napkins until you plan a wedding. And then you chose the wrong ones. You chose white instead of off-white. Heaven forbid, right? So non-peaceful event number one was planning a wedding. This is how the, her story starts. She starts the story, this character starts with, already in, a place of chaos, a place of needing to make decisions, a place where life was not calm. And then we have, insert, the angel Gabriel. This is our second non-peaceful event in Mary's life in the Christmas story. The angel Gabriel shows up, and scripture says, in the translation I was reading, greetings, O favored one. Guys, what does that even, who says greetings, O favored one? I, I can't, what is this, Star Trek? Greetings, that's the only thing I've seen anyone here say greetings in. Um, and so the, the angel Gabriel shows up, and what does he do? He throws a huge change of plans at her. How many of y'all feel really excited about big plan changes? Yeah, no one. No one really likes to have a, a big change of plans thrown at you. So he says, angel Gabriel, says, just kidding, you thought you had your life planned. Not so much. We're going this way. 
insert non-com event number three. He tells her, not only is your life going to take a drastic turn, but you're going to become pregnant without ever having sex. She's a virgin, right? That's what that means. Well, that is a also unique event that's going to happen, and it is an unplanned circumstance. Not only did Mary not intend to be the mother of Jesus, but she did not intend for her wedding or her marriage to begin with the unexpected pregnancy involving Jesus. We continue on, and as you keep looking through the story, we recognize now that the angel Gabriel leaves Mary. Did the angel Gabriel go and talk to Mary's mom? No. Did the angel Gabriel go and talk to Mary's dad? Scripture doesn't say that he did. Does the angel Gabriel go and talk to Joseph before Mary talks to him? Nope. Scripture tells us that this was Mary's job. Mary had to go and have some incredibly uncomfortable uh, conversations. Mary had to go and deal with some incredibly uncomfortable stereotypes of being an unwed, pregnant teenager. I don't know about y'all, but when I have to go have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody, I don't walk into that feeling all spa-like and Enya going in my head. No, that is not a calm, peaceful situation. Anytime you have to go and fight against a stereotype, does it feel good? No. No, it doesn't. I'm sure it didn't feel good to Mary either. Now we go on to the next wrench in her story. After she has had to deal with all of these troubles so far, all of these hurdles in her path, she now has to travel 100 miles approximately by donkey while in the later stages of her pregnancy. She may have walked, she probably rode a donkey, but all of that to say she was made uncomfortable. You guys, when God calls you to do something, when God calls you a favored one and says, greetings, O favored one, to you, likely next steps are going to be uncomfortable situations, just like Mary experienced uncomfortable situations. I imagine that this travel from uh, on to Bethlehem was uncomfortable not only because she was physically uncomfortable, but because she also knew that the end of this pregnancy was, was coming and more uncomfort was about to happen. Her next event is that there's no room in the inn. There's no Expedia or Hotels.com in the year one. There's not even a hotel at all. So if you think about this, now not only has Mary traveled away from her home, Mary has traveled for days on end on an animal while pregnant, and now has nowhere to rest. Mary doesn't have an infinity pool looking over like Atlan to put her feet up and say, ha, ah, this is so nice. Mary has nowhere to go. This is a lack of security. Mary has a non-peaceful situation involving nowhere to go. I know that that is probably not the reality of many of you, of, of having lack of security of where you're going to go, but it may be that your security is lost when a circumstance changes and you don't know what your grade's going to be. You don't know if you're going to pass a class. 
You don't know what your family situation is going to look like tomorrow, the next day, or even in a couple of months. Mary experienced this as well. She experienced what it felt like to not know where she was going to sleep. And then, as we continue on her story, suddenly, in an uncomfortable situation, in a place far from home, amongst peoples that she's not familiar with, in a city that is not her home, Jesus decides that's a good time to be born. What? Guys, this is terrible. This is a terrible set of circumstances for poor Mary. And yet, in it all, we can see how God is weaving the story of his Prince of Peace. She decided that, not she, he decided that it was a good time to be born when there was nowhere to go. And so she ended up delivering in a place that was less than ideal. There was a change in her circumstances that resulted in her feeling alone. There was a change in circumstances that brought her to a place of being uncomfortable, scared. And yet, in it, the angels declared to the shepherds that the, the Son of God had been born and that he was the Prince of Peace. They said, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. At that moment, peace arrived on earth. And even when we don't feel like there is anything peaceful about our circumstance. We don't feel like there is anything that it could even be remotely close to serene. We can call on him the Prince of Peace. Scripture also tells us that Mary treasured all of these things in her heart, all of these things being the moments leading up to the birth of Jesus and the worship that came after he was born with the shepherds. Mary treasured these things in her heart. Mary treasured the peace that came while she was surrounded by all sorts of non-peaceful circumstances. And yet, we see... I totally lost my train of thought. And yet, throughout all of that, um, with, with Mary, we see that the Prince of Peace was born. And the Christmas story doesn't talk about a lot of these details. The Christmas story that we see on Sunday school slides, the Christmas story that we read in so many places, doesn't talk about the hurdles that Mary had to get through in order to deliver the Prince of Peace. And we don't think about that, and we don't think about how, despite all of it, Mary was able to treasure this time as scripture tells us. So how do we experience peace like Mary did? How do we do that? We look to Jesus, which seems like a really la-la-y thing to say. It feels like a rainbows and unicorns thing to say. And I tell you what, I am analytic and literal and realistic to the core. And so when people say we just look to Jesus, I want to know what does that mean? What does it mean to look to Jesus? What does it mean to experience him as Prince of Peace when my world is falling to pieces? It means that we invite 
him in. Mary had the luxury of a little baby, like an actual human baby to hold in her arms. Mary had the ability to see how this baby brought peace amongst her situation, amongst her chaos. We don't have that luxury. We don't have a little baby Jesus to hold in our arms. But we do know that we still get to carry Jesus with us. We carry him when we become believers in our hearts. We carry his peace with us because even though we don't have that little baby Jesus, we know that through the birth, the life, the death, and the ultimate resurrection of Jesus, we get to take him with us. John 14, 27 says, I am leaving you with this gift. This is Jesus speaking. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so do not be troubled or afraid. Well, let me break it, this down for you and tell you that the peace that Jesus gives is a gift the world cannot give because there is no peace present on this earth in the absence of Jesus. We cannot experience true peace and serenity and calmness and stillness if we don't first have Jesus. If we are not holding Jesus and his gift of peace, then we cannot experience it. We will not be able to experience an, an unexplainable serenity in our craziness if we don't first have Jesus. Jesus is the highlight of the Christmas story. Jesus is the highlight of Mary's story. Jesus is the highlight of my story. Jesus is the highlight of so many of y'all's stories. And if he is not, then today is a great day. This Christmas season brings to light who he is and why it is that we worship and serve him. And it is through him that we can experience hope like Jamie talked about last week. It is through him we can experience peace, even when our circumstances are crazy. It's through him we can experience true joy that we'll talk about next week, even when it doesn't feel like there's much to be joyful about. And so, I will leave you with this tonight. The peace that Jesus gives is a gift that the world cannot give. So do not go looking for it in the world. You will be disappointed. If you look for peace and you connect your peace, your inner peace, to your circumstances, you're never going to find it because there's always going to be a hurdle. There's always going to be something in your path that is causing you to have to make a change. If peace is only possible in your mind when you feel safe, when you feel protected, when you feel secure, when you're comfortable, then I tell you what, peace is going to be elusive. Because this world does not give us safety, comfort, security. This world gives us trials. And yet, when we look to Jesus, we can experience that peace. If we rely on anything or anyone other than the Prince of Peace, to bring that calmness to our life, then we're going to be disappointed because we're looking in the wrong spot. So as you go from here, as we go to break here in just a few minutes, may you take the idea with you that where Jesus is, peace follows. 
And if Jesus is with you, Jesus is living, you are considered yourself a Christ follower, then Jesus is with you everywhere you go. And so peace can follow. Simply ask for it. Ask for the Lord to show up in those areas where it feels yucky, in the areas where you feel like there is no answer to the questions that you have. And there, Jesus will follow. Peace will follow. Because that is what Scripture promises. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Student Ministry Podcast. To learn more about our mission, meeting times, and more, please follow us on Instagram at legacy underscore students or check out our website at legacychurchtx.com. If you were encouraged by this message, please subscribe, rate us, and consider sharing our channel with a friend. Available anywhere you get podcasts.